the know for Monday, November 30, the 335th day of 2020. There are 31 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 103.9 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we will update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We will look back on a long and busy Thanksgiving weekend. And we will officially kick off the Christmas season. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Are you excited that it's Cyber Monday? Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, I'm happy to be back. You so. are. <laughs> I, I see. Okay. Not too often that we hear you say right. that. Um, Thirteen billion dollars is what Americans are expected to spend today on Cyber Monday. What? Uh, how much of that will be you? What? Six or seven billion? Oh well. You know, not no, quite that much. I have a few things in my card, but yeah. Well, today is apparently the day to do it. Uh, kick off to the big uh, season. She's the pride of Pumpkin Center, the heiress to the great Mini Burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty Embry Thomas. Hey, hey. how's Misty? I'm great. How are you? I- I'm doing well. Um, um, Black Friday sales were robust as well. Uh, how much of that had to do well online Black Friday yeah. sales? So how much of that had to do with you? What six or seven billion? Uh, oh yeah, at least. And I've already <laughs> shopped this morning. You have on Cyber. So Monday. you're a cy- So you're kind of come. You've mm-hmm. been creeping more toward the Cyber Monday mm-hmm. type of gal. Why? Yeah. Because your access was limited on Friday, or why? No, we ended up going to um, Opry Mills Mall Friday, right. and I tell you, the best Black Friday deal I got was at Lint. Truffles at the oh, door. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you can go and they have the big bins of the truffles. You got 125 pieces for $30. We were like that diver that goes in, you know, that claw thing that goes down and picks up the sees how many time, how many things you can pick up. Yeah. That was us over those bins. I was thinking more, so I thought you were going more toward Chuck E. Cheese ball pit. I, like you get yeah. enough that you can yeah, dive yeah, in and yeah. swim in them. They, yeah, they they told us to get out of the pits, but it was good. We so we left with like four thousand pieces of chocolate. We're down to like seven pieces left at my house. Consumers spent an estimated nine billion dollars on U.S. retail websites on Black Friday. Uh, that, uh, according to the the people that track online shopping, that was a twenty two percent increase over the previous record, a seven point four billion set a year ago. But traffic to physical stores. Plummeted, of course, as retailers tried to prevent crowds by cutting their hours, limiting door-busting deals. They've been having Black Friday sales for three weeks. And then there were for, uh, there were many, many more stores that were uh, closed on Thanksgiving Day 
and that was nice, which I think sort of called a timeout. It forced everyone out of the retail stores for at least a period of time. They weren't going out at 4 o'clock on Thursday to get a head start and staying out until, you know, the midnight hour. So it seemed even something maybe a little more closer to the way that it used to be. But between you all kind of have the weekend surrounded, Black Friday on Friday and Cyber Monday on Monday, and winter weather arrives to kick off the Christmas season right on cue. Much of Kentucky, not specifically our area, but a lot of Kentucky is expected to see their first accumulating snow of the season over the next couple of days. The National Weather Service offices in Louisville, Jackson, and Wilmington, Ohio, have posted a winter weather advisory for central and eastern portions of Kentucky. So if you're looking at over toward more toward Lexington and then off into London and those areas, you might see some accumulating snow. We're just going to see about what we have uh, today and what we've seen throughout the morning. It looks like more than it actually will be. And so um, there could be some slick spots uh, in the region tomorrow morning. Probably not, but may want to take a little extra time because the temperature is going to get uh, low. Rain and snow showers today. We'll see rain to snow, which we've already seen. Uh, minor accumulations possible if you go north and eat more north and east of here. Then uh, sunny skies are in the forecast for Wednesday, but highs in the 40s. So we're finished with the 50s for at least uh, two or three days. Another chance of rain and snow comes into the forecast on Thursday. So we'll see uh, snow today, a chance of 80%, 39 is the high. I don't like those days where we don't get out of the 30s. Yeah. That's wah. Uh, snow showers ending tonight, blustery, rain chance, uh, or snow chance 30%, 28, and then becoming mostly sunny sometime later tomorrow, and a high of 38. Wah, wah. Another day in the 30s. President-elect Biden. Biden's in a boot. <laughs> Biden twisted his ankle while playing with the dog on uh, Sunday. And uh, he'll be in a walking boot for several, several weeks. So several weeks. Will he be in a walking boot for his? And he, he is the oldest president to take the office, assuming that he takes the office in January. So Jerry Ford was always uh, Jerry Ford was comically known as the president who fell down all the time. That's kind of where Chevy Chase got his falling down routine on Saturday Night Live in that first series is because President Ford was always falling. So is this back? Is is President Biden, is he going to be uh, <laughs> unsteady on his – President-elect Biden, He's is he going to be unsteady on his feet? Falling down on the job. Hmm. He does not – he does not want to be wheeled out for anything between now and Inauguration Day, does he? No. I mean, I, well, I, I, I haven't spoken to him directly, but I'm going to say, no. as his proxy, no. No, he does not want to be wheeled out for anything. <laughs> I mean, considering that people are already questioning his mental stability, you don't want to now be questioned on your physical stability. Oh, here's the other thing, too. They're bringing a cat to the White House. Not only are they bringing two dogs, but a cat to is the White the House. First, how do you feel about that? Is this about the that? first first cat? No. The Clintons had a cat, so oh. socks or whatever. It's, that's right. I forgot about I, how do I feel about it? I still voted for the right person. <laughs> he didn't have a cat in the White House. Uh, Two thousand. I did th also think it was funny. The Twitter account, the real Donald Trump, said "Get well soon" to the idea of Biden falling and being in yeah, a boot. Yeah. It said "Get well soon," and it struck me as odd. Yeah. I thought, does he 
that's weird. Why is he being considering nice? what he said, the right. way that he acts in general, get well soon. I'm like, huh. Well, his that's heart weird. grew two sizes that day. <laughs> you know, sometimes losing is good medicine for mm. people. I doubt it. I don't think that has anything to do with it. There's got to be an angle of some kind. Yeah. It's CN four years. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it feels weird. Over 2,800 new cases of coronavirus confirmed in Kentucky yesterday over the previous 24 hours. Governor Bashir reported that uh, number on his birthday. Yesterday was mm-hmm. his uh, birthday. Brings the total count to 176,925, 11 new deaths. The rolling seven-day positivity rate jumped above 9% for the first time in a few days as the metric checked in at 9.24% which was up from Saturday's 8.95%. Hospitalizations fell by 63 patients to 1,709. Between um, between Thursday and Saturday, there were 8,000 cases in total. And so most of the counties in Kentucky still firmly in the red. For a while, Grayson County was teetering in the red, you know, 23, 22 per capita. Now we're at 40, almost 46 per capita. Mm-hmm. But something is hap- something has happened, at least for the numbers in Breckenridge and Meade County, bringing them back to orange for, at, you know, I, I don't know if that's a testing anomaly or what that might be, but we're seeing a little bit of yellow on that. But we're a couple of weeks into the, the new restrictions, mm-hmm. and our numbers don't seem to be going in the correct direction yet. So that's something to keep an eye on for the sacrifices that are being made. Restaurants were restaurants were closed to in-person dining a week ago this past Friday, beginning at 5 p.m. And if if that was going to, there has to be a point where we get far enough into that and say, okay, if the numbers aren't coming down, then it wasn't restaurants. You know, if the numbers aren't coming down, it wasn't in-person school. If the numbers aren't coming down, it wasn't. So, I and I don't know. <laughs> a federal judge upheld uh, on an appeals basis upheld the governor's order that private schools can't meet in person. So he ruled they couldn't. There was a lawsuit involving a bunch of private schools and even private schools that weren't involved in the lawsuit were supportive of it. And then the governor got ruled against and said you can't single out you can't you can't tell private schools they can't meet in person because guess what the word is private and it's a you know first amendment issue but then an appeals court came along and said the appellate court said that it is likely to rule that Bashir's order was neutral and of general applicability meaning that all schools were canceled there was no picking and choosing of schools it was all so we'll see what their options are now from the plaintiff side of things. We'll see uh, what their pathway might might be. I just want going people forward. to know that when we have cruise ships falling apart because they were duct taped by this generation's engineers, it was <laughs> Andy to blame for keeping our kids home and not letting them be with their teachers. Because I feel like you guys are doing your best, but gauging on how I would teach my children math. I would give them Gorilla Glue and duct tape and say, just figure Mm. it out. So you're saying you're not a qualified teacher? No. Kentucky House Speaker David Osborne said the appellate court's decision to uphold Governor Bashir's order to shut down privately run religious schools is a setback 
but that wasn't his only disappointment. He said the governor needs to involve stakeholders and share data, if any exists, in the decisions that are being made during the coronavirus. Republican leadership has felt distance from the Democratic governor since the start of the pandemic, saying he has made unilateral decisions despite their pleas to be involved in the conversation. That is a valid question. I mean, when if you if you look, uh, birthday boy, if you look at the overwhelming uh, majority that is stacked against you, it is clearly the will of the people of Kentucky to have them representing us in Frankfurt. So we want them to be a stakeholder and have a seat at the table and be part of the calculus that goes into these decisions. And you scant five thousand votes wouldn't have been there either. So I think you have to open the lines of communication. You can't say uh, executive order, executive order, pandemic, ooh, pandemic. Well, eventually you got to bring everybody together to have a conversation to see what needs to. But the thing is, he doesn't want the input of anyone else. He wants to be free to do whatever he wants to do and That'll just be that. The Grayson County Health Department has released a coronavirus update. It's a couple of days. Um, maybe there's, I don't know, did you get inf- updated information last hour, Misty? No. Okay. Uh, Director Josh Embry said on Friday, 37 new cases of the virus have been confirmed over since Tuesday of last week. And two new deaths had been reported. So uh, we'll get, I figure we'll get an update uh, today or tomorrow on what the very latest has been. But I... Um, Hope those numbers are favorable, but I fear that they are not. An elderly Breckenridge County woman has been robbed while uh, visiting a Louisville cemetery. The 77-year-old victim's son, uh, Jeff Agee, said that his mother was robbed. Earlier in November, she visited her daughter's grave site at Bethany Cemetery, which was off Dixie Highway near the Gene Snyder Interchange. The victim's daughter died only a few months ago. That was weird to hear. There's also a uh, story, a couple of stories at K105.com today that uh, you can read about, about a botched robbery that happened over the weekend involving local law enforcement officials. Uh, You can also read a story about a teenager wrapping a pickup truck around a tree. Mm. I think that happened on Annetta Road, so we have plenty of detail for you there if you want to go And take a look. Uh, A Kentucky man has been arrested in a fatal shooting of an 83-year-old woman in Shelbyville. 34-year-old Alvin Brooks was charged in the shooting death of Deanie Logan, who was killed in her home. The death was was reported November 23rd, and Brooks was arrested last week uh, in connection to the crime. Big sports weekend. Uh, Jalen Withers scored a career-high 20 points. David Johnson added 19, and Louisville defeated Prairie View A&M. 86 to 64 um, last night. Boston College defeated the U of L football team 34 to 27. Louisville will be off the next two weekends before playing Wake Forest on December 19th. That game was originally scheduled for December 5th, switched to Saturday, and then moved to December 19th to make room for the Boston College game. The uh, Kentucky Wildcat men's basketball team took a defeat. At the hands of Richmond yesterday, and um, the cats didn't look very good. The young young cats were going to need to get it together because they'll be facing Kansas um, tomorrow night in the Champions Classic. So uh, probably better write things before they face on face Kansas. Uh, 
The Florida Gators defeated the Kentucky Wildcat football team in Gainesville on Saturday, the um, 34 to 10. Been a rough year for the UK football team on and off the field. They've been dealing with a lot, and now things are. You got players taking to social media and just a lot of um, I think disagreement about things the last few days. But they are a favorite. I can't believe they're a favorite, but they are a favorite heading uh, into the South Carolina game where they will host the Gamecocks on Saturday. Gamecocks have their own problems, but um, I, <laughs> I don't know what to make of that football game this weekend with South Carolina. In the high school football playoffs over the weekend in the Class 2A second round, Metcalf County ended the Evanston County Wildcats season 34-27. to Williamsburg Catholic defeated Hancock County 27-26. to in Class 3A, Elizabethtown downed Bardstown 35 to 28. In Class 4A, John Harden blanked Spencer County 41 to nothing. In the Class 5A playoffs, Bowling Green defeated South Warren 41 to 24. Owensboro just a touchdown better than Graves County 28 to 21. And then the Class 6A uh, second round playoffs, North Harden defeated Meade County. 60, no, not 60, 36 to 7 was what the final was there. So there you are. All caught up. That was hard work. Yeah, lots of games I didn't watch. I've been (laughs) off for a few days and was out of practice, but now you're fully informed. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. We'll kick off the Christmas season coming up here on In the Notes. Today is, of course, Cyber Monday. It's Stay Home Because You're Well Day today. I always learn of these things too late. Right. We're here. To incorporate them effectively. And it's also Moose Day today. Not M-O-O-M-O-U. And then double crocoletta. And then E. I shared with you last uh, Wednesday... That I had made a pumpkin mousse the night before, and it was an epic fail. It was not an epic fail. It did set up. Ah. So it was uh, better than I better than I. And the kid enjoyed it. She did. I I, I presented it as pumpkin soup, and that did not deter her any whatsoever. She still tore into it with the gingerbread (laughs) snaps. But then as I put it in a little container to take home, Mm -hmm. for her to take home, when I poured it, I was like, well, it did mousse up. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, put Good. that. Put what was in the loss column. I'm going to move it over into the win column. Good thing you didn't throw it out. Yes, it is a good thing. Anything else? Did, did I? Anything else in the win column for me uh, oh, for the Thanksgiving honey. meal? Was it? Oh, so good. Buffalo ranch turkey was good. Again. Yes, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, always. I don't know if you doubled the potato ro- no, the mashed not. potatoes. No, I did not. Yeah, I'm a little bit sad that you didn't. I shouldn't have had. <laughs> I shouldn't have had to do the 10-pound mashed potatoes since there were only five of us uh, in total, but... Um, we did. We doubled our mashed potato recipe because we like to do fried potato cakes the next morning. Oh, I'm just right. saying. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, like, that makes... I can eat it for days. Well, normally for a larger group, I would do... I would double the recipe, mm-hmm. but I thought five should be sufficient. And and by the way, I I was wondering last week, and I don't want this to get away from me, but 
part of the dilemma was when a recipe calls for five pounds of potatoes, is that five pounds of peeled potatoes or is that so? So, for instance, my recipe calls for four pounds of potatoes, mm-hmm. but they sell potatoes in a five pound bag. Right. So if you peel five pounds of potatoes, does that net down to four pounds of peeled potatoes? Maybe, but I think you should still start with ten. (laughs) (laughs) Start with ten and net down to eight, no matter what? My grandmother would peel them so paper thin that you could barely see the peelings. Mm-hmm. And when I would peel them, I would be like you. I would take it down a pound per bag, and she would say, you're wasting yes. so much good potato. But she also raised children during, you know, right out of the Great Depression, and things were hard, and you wasted nothing. So yeah. it pained her to, to watch me peel potatoes. I can peel tight. Like, we, I don't waste. Much. We had uh, desserts featured from <laughs> Gracie Cook's kitchen. Mm-hmm, we did, too. Um, and... The death by the death by peanut butter and chocolate mm-hmm. cake. I don't know if it was death by chocolate. It had peanut butter in it, so I don't have the proper title exactly uh, because I have a sugar coma and I can't remember <laughs> what the exact title was. Lost my memory. <clears throat> uh, one, I have such a beautiful photograph of it in the setting with okay. all the other desserts. Uh, but my dad said it was the richest thing he had ever eaten. It was delicious. So is this peanut butter cake? Is this chocolate cake with peanut butter frosting? You're going to have to give me more than that. I'll show you a picture later. Okay. All right. I want to be careful about overrunning because, she, yeah, she if I tell you too much about it, okay, okay. The, the, cook, the cook kitchen is going to be overrun. Yeah, yeah. I, I will. <laughs> there's one point of contention that I would like to offer. The Gone in a Day cookies are incorrectly named. When you're dealing with a loopholer like me, because if you hide them, (laughs) no, if you hide them where other people can't get at them, Mm -hmm. they last three or four days. So that is true. I I mean, if I had just left them out there for anyone, they would have been gone in a day. My family enjoyed them greatly. But Mm -hmm. I don't know what all's in there, but it's good stuff. Yeah, I couldn't have them because the nuts, but yeah, they say they're great. Well, and I found some, see, I thought. Like Taylor identified some pretzel in there. Yeah, there was pretzel in there. I saw Sounds that. Sounds like these are kitchen sink cookies. They're all in there. Like all kinds of good stuff. This is in like there. the dressing my mama makes. Macadamia nuts in yeah. there. Well, I don't. I, I don't even want to know. Don't tell me. Just yeah. I just yeah. know that they're that they're good. Uh, eat a red apple day. Is these are all these are some various December holidays that you might want to celebrate. December is full of important days. <laughs> Eat a red apple day is tomorrow. National Fritters Day mm. is Wednesday. Yeah, apple fritter. Mm. All right. St. Nicholas Day is on the 6th. Pearl Harbor Day on the 7th. Brownie Day on the 8th. Yum. Human Rights Day on the 10th. On the 12th is National Ding-a-Ling Day. <laughs> i tell you a funny story about the house. We were decorating the tree at our house. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, <laughs> Alea went to hang a jingle bell on the tree <laughs> and was ringing it, of course, all sure, the way to the tree, the way, but insist on calling it a ding-dong. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to hang this ding-dong on the tree, she <laughs> good, said. Good, To which she was encouraged. Why don't you call it a jingle bell? She yeah. said, no, it's a ding-dong. Yes. Like, okay. That makes much more sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the National Dingling Day is, is December 12th. <laughs> I think Ding Dong Day is some other day. 
Uh, December 14th is National Bays Day. You all remember when I made bouillabaisse mm-hmm. at the Super Bowl Very good. Uh, gathering. December 15th is the Bill of Rights Day. December 20th is Go Caroling Day. December 21st is Crossword Puzzle Day, or as my grandmother calls it, every day. She loves a good crossword puzzle. Mm-hmm. December 21st is also the winter solstice. Festivus is on the 23rd. I don't want you to miss Festivus this year. Festivus is on the Wednesday before Christmas. So, uh, no, it, it is Wednesday before Christmas this year. It's not always on a Wednesday. Festivus floats. It's always the 23rd. Christmas Day on the 25th. I, December 30th is listed as Bacon Day. I think Bacon Day, it, they do one of these once a month. Just yeah, to keep yeah, us yeah. like and chocolate, so we have bacon and to donuts. look forward to every month, and then of course New Year's Eve. You know what I didn't procure for you on Black Friday, which I had every intention, was the red velvet cake batter filled donut. I, I had forgotten all about that until yeah. you just brought it up. Yeah. So you you only have yourself to either credit or blame yeah. that you've either ruined my day. Well, or I just want you know I did think of you, but. Not enough to actually go do it. I was going to say, but you were <laughs> right there. That. You were right there in the town. <laughs> I went past it ten times. You have, mul- go, you have multiple oh, siblings yeah. that live in that town. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I thought about you, but not enough to really execute Sound it. I just counts. wanted you to know there was a thought. It just landed flat. Know what? Yeah, this is what this was. Know what you didn't get? Yeah. Okay. Just wanted it. to know we, we thought about you. We even talked about it at, at lunch. <laughs> this is what I'm going to try to do today. The coronavirus is driving outdoor holiday decoration craze mm-hmm. for the holiday decorating company, uh, decorating company Christmas decor. Inquiries wow, awesome. for light and display installations began rolling in around April. A phenomenon that has uh, that the company hasn't seen since its inception. People are looking for something to feel hopeful about, and they want to feel good. I will tell you, we have more outdoor Christmas decorations at our home currently than we have ever had in the entire time that I've lived there. Wow! Okay. And don't get too excited. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not it's not a huge production. But That's not no. your house. Do what? That's not your house on the screen? No, that is oh, okay. not. Believe it or not, that's not our house I'm on the shocked. screen. I thought but it was. we really do have more. I, I was very understated, but it's there. I said, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I've got to do something different. I saw one that I thought would be um, easily executed for you or for Dennis Cook. It was like six or seven of those great big inflatable things. Mm-hmm. They were in a circle, they were deflated, but in the middle, inflated, was something with a lightsaber. Mm, okay. So it was like one way to execute your Christmas decorations. Sure. Say he's not going to go for the inflatables. Yeah, but, but if they're you're laid down, for one, right. the lightsaber. Okay. Yeah. I was um, I was almost to Millwood on Thursday and saw the largest inflatables I'd ever seen in my entire life. Was it at the Cook Ranch, and you saw you could no. see it from Millwood? No, they weren't. Um, they if they had been any taller, they would have to be tethered like balloons at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. They what, were tall. What big. were they? Snowmen? Snowman, Santa. Yeah, you're traditional. It's your okay, traditional. Okay. Right. But they were tall. I was like, so for something fun like Gumby. <laughs> you know, like, I want to do something different. I wanted to say, that wouldn't fit in our yard, Dad. It's not going in our yard, Russ. It's going <laughs> in our house. living room. <laughs> Speaking of trees, uh, apparently people are also going back to a fresh Christmas tree more. As a memory maker of 2020, they're going the fresh routine, or and or the fresh route, which makes sense because if you're going to be stuck in your house the entire month of December, you'll be able to keep an eye on your tree. 
to make right. sure it's right. safe. Yep. That's been the danger. Why? You don't want to put one up too early. It might dry out. It might catch fire. But if you're going to be stuck looking at it for the next, you know, three, four, five weeks, six months, whatever it's going to be, you can say, oh, it's not a fire hazard because I've got watch on it. A fire hazard, a deep fried turkey mishap may be the cause of a fire that destroyed three homes in New Bedford, Massachusetts. A woman was seriously hurt in a huge fire that destroyed three houses in New Bedford on Thanksgiving. The cause may be linked to the deep frying of a turkey. Neighbors heard an explosion as flames broke out at a home on Washburn Street, and the fire quickly spread to the houses on each side by the time firefighters arrived. Um, A neighbor across the street dialed 911 before taking a cell phone video of thick black smoke. Got to be careful. I use the fryer. I I had some inquiries about my use of the fryer the other day. Said there are a couple of surefire things you got to do. If you're going to fry a turkey, you have to make sure the turkey is dry when you put it in the oil. I watched a couple of reels on Instagram. That's their new thing, kind of like TikTok of people deep frying turkeys. Mm -hmm. I was waiting for something catastrophic, but nothing ever really happened. But I, it makes me too nervous. So we just smoke ours. Oh, Not see. like roll it up and smoke it, like we put it in the smoker. Like, I got you. Know. Gotcha. Huh. Now I've got a funny image of you trying to roll up a turkey yeah, and smoke just, it. You know, like, yeah. Huh. <laughs> <Smoking> <laughs> <it>. Interesting. <laughs> All right, there was a – anybody play any board games over the weekend? I bought games, and then my children went, nope. They were out on that? Yeah. Well, they ended up having other places they needed to be, so. Uno has finally settled the long, agonizing debate – on whether or not a person has to say the words Uno out when playing his or her last card. Okay, I've not played Uno in so long. I can't remember that this was a rule. You had to. So so come to find out, there was a Twitter poll because some fights had broken out on whether you have to say Uno or Uno out. See, that was even a variation. I never read the rules that Uno out was a thing that allegedly when you get down to the final one, you have two cards and you play your last one. You have to say Uno because I'm holding Uno. I'm holding one card remaining like I'm about to go out. Well, then there are some people say, no, you don't have to do that. And Uno, the game maker themselves, responded to the Twitter poll and said, no, you do not have to say Uno or Uno out before you play your final card. And now all of a sudden, it's making me go back through my Uno record and all the games I might have lost as a result of not saying Uno quickly enough. And again, I'm going to move those from the loss column over to the win column because if not for that, I would have won. You've found a whole new life over the weekend. Yes, I have. My balance sheet has gotten much more heavier on the win side. You feel good about that? Um, I feel good about it for you. Just got to get me through the day somehow. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, are you a big Uno player? I've not played Uno since I was like nine years old, so I can't remember. Because we play Rook when we would play cards, right? Well, playing two man or two person Uno. You know, it was great because you could all do the you could do the mm-hmm. skip, 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 skip mm-hmm. move, mm-hmm. and then you could do the Uno. But I had no idea that that out had to be on the end of it. That Uno out was even a suggestion. That didn't make sense. Did I? Yeah. I've never played so, it that way. I guess it's a house rule. The house decides whether you have to use the word Uno on your last card or whether you can do it all willy-nilly and just not pay any attention. So there you go. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know.
Yoda from Star Wars was modeled after the appearance of Albert Einstein. Huh. The straggling like the hair. Yeah. And then just the general supposed to be. And interesting, no one ever calls him Albert Einstein. Yeah. You know, we yeah, always yeah, called yeah, him yeah. You know, yeah. other Steens. Uh-huh. You know, Harvey Weinstein, other uh-huh. Steens, Steen yeah. Steens. Albert has always been Albert Einstein for whatever reason. I guess because it rhymes. I wonder I, if it, I wonder if it is Einstein, but because it rhymes, we picked I, up and I don't adapted know if, Einstein. If he prefers that, I don't know. Can't I didn't no. didn't bother to ask. Now there was a big reveal on the Mandalorian in this latest episode. Okay. It's the thirteenth episode. Okay. Thirteenth chapter called The Jedi. If you've not seen it, I'm not gonna i I'm not gonna reveal it. Okay, so so there's not gonna be a spoiler. But Baby Yoda, or the child, right. however you prefer, we learn Baby Yoda's real name in the most recent episode of The Mandalorian. Can I ask, is it the name that I said to you? It is not. Okay, because that would have been fantastic. I don't remember what you said, but you would have <laughs> never gotten this in a million years. I said, is his last name Lehihu? Oh, Yoda Lehihu. Yoda no. Lehihu. Well, that part has <laughs> that not been, been re- <laughs> his surname has not been revealed. Okay. His <laughs> given name has now been revealed. Oh, I want it to be Lehihu. And so, but it made me wonder is we we can't we can't go calling the child this name now. The child is either the child or baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. But but also in the episode you you understand the high, like the origins and where the child fits in. Can I so, ask, go ahead. Go no, you know, you go ahead. Well, so is it like Gergen Stork or is it like Mark? Wow, that's interesting. Uh it's more like what you said. Greg and Stork? It is a very Star Wars oriented name. That's it's what not, I'm afraid. Like yeah, I wanted they're all weird. It's I, not Luke. I it's want not, him to all be weird huh, except huh, his. Luke's not weird. And I kinda want him to be a Bart. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like he kinda looks like a Bart. Not mm. a Bartholomew, just a Bart. And when he gets in trouble, write sentences on a chalkboard? Leahy who would be best. <laughs> Star Wars actor David Prose, who was the original Darth Vader, has died at age 85. So when you see Darth Vader maskless for the first time, um, this is the uh, actor that was there. And now we're down to, I think we're down to only Mark Hamill and uh, Harrison Ford from the original, like the inner circle of cast members of Darth Vader. Because Peter Mayhew, who played Chewbacca, is gone. Um, Carrie Fisher, of mm-hmm. course, is gone, and so I think we're just down to to Luke and um, wow. and Han. So it's funny, you uh huh, like you know, right? <laughs> she's still. I'm she's trying to help him, right? Like I I'm just trying well, to engage. So uh uh, like uh huh, when when <laughs> you all are talking about things that I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, yeah. All right, so like, let me shift like, gears uh-huh. to something you like, all do okay, know. I'm learning. Uh huh. The Boom, crown. <laughs> Let's talk about the crown. Let's do. The okay. British government wants. Na- you're caught up now, correct, Misty? Yes. You've seen current season. Yep. Okay, because we we couldn't wade too far into the weeds mm-hmm. most recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, the British government wants Netflix to put a disclaimer 
before the show that it is fiction. When I mentioned it last week, Misty, you said you prefer something docu-series because you didn't have to wonder what was true and mm-hmm. what, what was fiction, what was nonfiction. Would you all agree that you get a completely different impression of Diana than you might have had before you watched the current season of The Crown? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, here's what I will say to the British government. Go to Netflix and watch Diana in her own words. Have you watched that? I have not. Okay. Here's what you're going to realize. Netflix did their research, and it is not as much fiction as you think. The only thing I can tell you that is fiction is the hunting. Wait, 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 wait. No, I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay, all right. I was just going to say, if anybody wants to disappear yeah. the, about while we talk about the current crown season, go ahead. There's a hunting scene between her and the king. Well, mm, the I, prince, yeah. Let's be clear. It's not hunting. Philip. It was stalking. Right. Yes. Stalking <laughs> the stag. That's what they call hunting. Yeah. Stalking. stalking the stag. Mm-hmm. Um, that never was told in her recountants of her relationship with him. And, in fact... When you watch in her own words, it goes a little darker than what the show does. Really? Yeah. So okay. I would encourage you to watch it now because I thought, hmm, I wonder I wonder how much of that is really accurate. Scary, even the clothing on the series is the same clothing she wore, like in their interview where they made the announcement they were engaged. Gotcha. And he, and he yeah. made the clumsy comment uh-huh. that yeah. she was concerned about. Yeah. You get to see those in real time. Netflix, it, it's not as fiction as as the British government's trying to play it out well, to me. Well, when I tried to explain it to my grandmother, because she wants to watch it, my, I told her, it is fictional, but it is based on true events. And so when they come through with um, the the typeset on the screen, where they mm-hmm. and then the photos... Yeah, at the end to, to button up the right. history where they pull uh, that storyline from. So while some of it is fiction, it is definitely based on true events. Yeah, things that they've experienced. The um, I couldn't talk to uh, Taylor about it the other day because she wasn't to that episode yet. But the 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 story that Charles and Camilla tell at the dinner party about the hunter, the bear, the with the bear, no, was just, it made me laugh out loud. <laughs> I just completely. You know, you, I don't think of either of them as being funny, and I especially don't think Prince Charles is necessarily funny or hasn't ever been portrayed that way. But the tell, their telling of that story together, yeah, and the punchline is just, yeah, it just made me laugh out loud. Well, and it was very blue, and it was like, it, well, yeah, it was, but it, but yeah. but British upper crust, you know, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't vulgarity filled, no, but, it, was just but like, it was very, yeah. you know, stiff upper lip type of. Uh, Type of thing. If you watch the match on, I guess it was Friday, it was Phil Mickelson plus Charles Barkley versus Peyton Manning and Steph Curry. And it was great. It was great television. I love the fact that they do these, the match that feature it. Mickelson and Barkley ended up winning. They had a nice strategy going in. Barkley's swing seems so much better. And it was extremely entertaining. It was just um, it, to, to hear Phil Mickelson coaching um, Charles Barkley throughout the match was, I think, worth the price of watching it. Yeah. Because everyone could say, oh, I'm getting some, like, I'm getting a private golfing lesson from Phil Mickelson. Anyway, it was great television. It was good sport. I enjoyed watching it. Congratulations to Lefty and uh, Mr. Turrible himself. <laughs> Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know.
in these points to ponder for today. You have one hour to spend $10,000 in one store. Where are you going? You have 10K, one hour, one store. Which store is it? Okay. Can't, does Amazon count online? I guess. Okay, well, then Amazon, obviously. But, all right, so eliminate. So if not Amazon. It has to be a brick and mortar? Yeah, let's just say one oh, brick and mortar. I would go to uh, Ross, but I, but having, 10, t- I know, 10,000, I'd probably end up at Menards. <clears throat> okay. I, like, they offer but, everything, but, right? I, like I see what you're doing cabinets, there. You're, right? you're trying to back into Amazon. <laughs> I got it. Well, no, not really. Uh, okay. All right, so mine's going to be futures because I know what we're trying to do. Okay, and I see what you're saying. if I have an hour, I can use 10K at futures in a hurry. All right. I yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure somebody would hang on to the things I pick out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, <laughs> you're, I think, pile, I think you're probably right. Play that away. is a hard proposition, though. Ten, you think about 10K is so hard do, to spend an hour. I could do $10,000 transactions. I could do... I can do all the math that you'd like, but mm-hmm. or I could do one transaction. I mean, some places, yeah, I guess you could buy a car for ten thousand dollars. Oh, I mean, or a scooter, whatever you whatever you call a car these days. <laughs> sure, go kart. Never got a go kart. One always wanted to go kart when yeah. I was a kid. Never got a go kart. That is uh, that's some of the pitfalls of having a physician and a nurse in the family. Yeah, you weren't allowed to have the fun stuff. You'll get hurt. Yeah. See, we yeah. went sleigh riding on car kids, heads. You kids were riding sprees and razzes all around town. And we had a broken arm I didn't that say night. they weren't right. I didn't say they weren't right. I was just saying that was the reason for it. We were the reason you couldn't have fun. See those Embry kids? You all Riding around Katie Bell on their razz. Right? your boys. We've set more broken arms. <laughs> okay. I like to yeah. say we sowed into the economy of your family. <laughs> yeah. And for that, we thank you. You're welcome. Uh, on ABC tonight, the Disney Holiday Sing-Along musical event featuring star-studded performances and animated on-screen lyrics hosted by Ryan Seacrest. These are good. They do a good job at these. These are good. Thank you. On ABC, it's the CMA Country Christmas. And on NBC, it is The Voice. It is The Voice. ba 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 Let's go to today's highlight in history. This date in 2000, Al Gore's lawyers battled for his political survival in the Florida and U.S. Supreme Courts. Meanwhile, GOP lawmakers in Tallahassee moved to award the presidency to George W. Bush. In 1782, the United States and Britain signed preliminary peace articles in Paris for the ending of the Revolutionary War. Mark Twain, born this day in 1835 in Florida, Missouri. So he has the ben- he would have had the benefit of saying I'm from Florida and Missouri. In 1874, Winston Churchill was born at Blenheim Palace. John Lithgow did a very good job as he Winston did. Churchill on the Crown. Mm-hmm. If you've not seen the early seasons of it, President Clinton signed the Brady Bill to state in 1993. Birthdays today: G. Gordon Liddy is 90. Mandy Patinkin is 68. Billy Idol is 56. Rebel Yell. Bo Jackson is 58. Ben Stiller is 55. Clay Aiken is 42. Kaylee Cuoco is 35. I watched the episode one. They HBO Max put the first episode of her new show called The Flight Attendant on HBO, and I recorded it. It's terrible. Because you still want her to be. No. 
she no, I'm fine. In your mind? It, no, it wasn't typecast. It's just not good. And she's the executive producer, and I think they gave her a little too much. Leeway? Yeah, it's like, oh, you're Kaylee Cuoco from The Big Bang Theory. Sure, we'll, we'll let you do here's all your ex- executive producer. And, and th- think about it. They're not putting it on HBO real estate. They're putting it on HBO Max, where even if it just goes to the dark recesses of the Internet and no mm-hmm. one ever watches it, she got to do her project. Is that where our movie is? Let's just say that's where exactly. It's right behind the flight attendant. Wherever you find the flight attendant, our movie will be. That's where you'll find me and Mark. You know, you know the old rental store trick? You know how when you would go in there and you weren't ready to rent the movie when mm-hmm. you first got there, but you would take the box and hide it behind something no one would rent? Mm-hmm. You know how yeah. you do with something like clothing in a store yeah, yeah, where yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you move I'm it on the rack? Right. That's exactly where our movie That's is. That's a poor man's layaway right there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's one hour layaway. Or, I mean, it could be more than one hour. I mean, hour. it's just to, like, get enough coinage to get back in there and find it. <laughs> and Chrissy Teigen, she prefers to be called Teigen. I like to call her Chrissy Teigen. I like Teigen but better. But it's pronounced as Teigen. It's 35 today. Gone but not forgotten, Alan Sherman from uh, Hello Mudda, Hello Fada fame, born this date in 1924. Robert Guillaume, who played Benson, this date in 1927. Here's a show I haven't heard of in a while. Dick Clark, born this date in 1929. Billy Crystal was on Benson. Do you remember? I do not. I think Billy Crystal. No, Billy Crystal was on Soap. My apologies. That's why I don't remember. But wasn't Robert Guillaume on, on soap? I think Robert Guillaume was on soap. That's I don't even know what soap is. Nor do I. I thought I was the only one. Then. Soap operas? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I know I'd go from rags to riches. Chart Toppers, 1953. Tony Bennett was number one. If you would only say you care. You don't like rags to riches? I'm hoping for something better. I mean... It's kind of a nice song. It's fine. If I'm in an I'm elevator, I'm trying going to figure nowhere. out which gangster movie that's in. It's in one of them prominently. 1962 was the year. We'll move from 1953. We'll flash ahead nine years to 1962. With the four seasons, you might have picked up on the fact this song is called "Big Girls Don't Cry." I was indoctrinated on this song in the car with my parents long before the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Mm. Lucky you. Yeah, I mean, yes. Extra time with it. Big fan of the Four Seasons. 1971, The Shy Lights went number one long before MC Hammer did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen her? I forgot Hammer heard him with this song. It was good, though. Do you have the Hammer version? Let's see if I can. Okay. You didn't do the why. Now you kids know what that, well, at least some of you kids. (laughs) You don't have to be much of a kid to not know that song from 1971. And let's go to 1980. 80. Go to 1980. Kenny Rogers, number one. 
with Lady. We didn't start the fire. Billy Joel in 89. Dixie Chicks Wide Open Spaces in 98. Free and Easy Down the Road I Go. Dirk Bentley in 07. And The weekend was Starboy, number one, this date in 2016. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. A weekend well spent brings a week of content. A weekend well spent brings a week of content. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Misty Thomas, for B, I'm MB, and now.